Welcome to Movies Charles Hasn't Seen, episode 73. My name is Crossman. I'm Wilson. And I'm Charles. And each week, Wilson and I share a classic movie we have seen with Charles that he has not seen. This week, we watch the 1992 movie, A League of Their Own. So Charles, tell us about it. This movie's about back in World War II, the men were gone at war, and so they couldn't have baseball, because they were all gone. So they decided this was an opportunity to start a women's baseball league to sort of fill in the time while the men were gone. And so the movie's about that and the various challenges that the women in the league face with like building attendance and making sure the league doesn't collapse and like being taken seriously as athletes. The main character has some struggles with her sister and her sister's like jealous that she gets all the attention uh, and is considered like the best player. I have to deal with that as well. Uh, and Tom Hanks plays a drunk former baseball player who is assigned to be a coach as a sort of a symbolic role, but gains more and more interest in the league uh, as the movie advances. They also end up you know, going to the playoffs and playing the World Series, and the sisters end up on opposite teams, and so they face off against each other in Game 7 of the World Series, but the younger sister wins in the end. The main character ends up leaving the league after the first year and not joining back, um, but they have a nice reunion um, about 50 years later, said what was then the present time, um, and they reminisce about their glory days. Yeah, it's a feel-good story, right? It's like the summary feel-good narrative. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> so you picked this one, Crossman. What, what brought you to uh, a league of their own? It's, I mean, it's a well-regarded movie. It's true. Every famous woman from the 90s is in it. <laughs> <laughs> Including musicians. Yes. I forgot Madonna was in this movie. She is. But she really, really is. She's very much in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, she's like on the poster. Yeah. I, I, I the just top build actresses. Yeah, I had not. I had forgotten that for some reason. But I was like, hey, Madonna's here. <laughs> like, that's a, that's a nice treat. I mean, I said last week, like, it's a summer movie, right? It's about baseball. It's about baseball. And it's uh, a very American film about doing your bit yeah, yeah, doing, yeah, <laughs> yeah. finding your place in American society and yeah. the like the role of changing role of women in the society it's it's loosely historical but yeah, yeah. I mean it's it, it <laughs> is I looked up the Wikipedia page at least on the one of the girls all-american professional baseball league yeah. <laughs> and the it seems like it runs pretty close like they kept the team names pretty accurate yeah. Um, the Racine, whatever they're called, Bells, actually did win <laughs> the World Series the first time. Okay. So that was accurate as well. Um, I And some of the people, I think, were also, like, they had the right names. Um, Interesting. So, and the, not the, Wrigley. Not, yeah, not that one. <laughs> um, <laughs> but they, and the league ran for, like, 12 years. Like, it was not That's just, cool. like, a one-and-done thing. They actually stuck around for a while. Yeah, after the war. After the war. continued. Yeah. So, so. that was kind of neat, too. Yeah. In, in terms of, like, it's importance in in film. I'm I'm not totally convinced, but I think it's like a good. <laughs> I, I think it is a good like movie in terms of like representation, obviously, and I think it's again, it's like well remembered. It's yeah. Like, there's a, a there film. are fans of this movie. Like hmm. people like this movie. Yeah, well, and yeah, and 
Like it's I looked probably up Rosie O'Donnell's like high point and <laughs> probably Keenan Davis's yeah. too, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> like it was it's a good movie. I looked at like I Googled it and it's I looked at the best around. acting role for Madonna, I'll say that. Well, I don't know. Desperately seeking Susan. Okay. It's a very good movie. <laughs> I don't know. Have you seen that? I haven't. Okay. What else? I, I think I've only seen her in like Die Another Day. She was actually a in a bunch yeah. of stuff in the nineties. Yeah. yeah. Desperately seeking Susan is interesting because between shooting the film and premiering the film Madonna got super, super famous. <laughs> so, like, the reason she's in the movie is that the director just, like, grew up near Madonna. I was like, I know this cool girl that should be in my movie. And so cast Madonna. What a coincidence. And, yeah, and then, like, over the course of publicizing the movie, it's like, oh, wait, she's a freaking superstar now. And, like, obviously brought that movie a lot more attention than it would have had otherwise. Uh, yeah. Lori Petty is the sister in this movie, yes. our uh, Point Break heroine. Yes. Uh, no wonder she looks so familiar. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I was Better thinking the whole movie, this shit <laughs> looks so familiar. Yep. Yeah, that's why. AKA Tank Girl also. Tank. Yes, also that. Um, she's great here. She's good. I think Wait, she uh, really girl? shines in this movie. Yeah. What is what is that? Is that a movie? It's yeah. a comic movie from like the 80s. Okay. It was based, yeah, based, based on, on a real property. Um, I it sounds familiar now. That I don't really know much about it beyond movie. that. Okay, yeah, it's like yeah. hyper stylized comic book movie. Lori Petty is in it, but yeah, I like her here. She's good. She's great. In this. Yeah, I think she comes off the best actually in this film. Yeah, well, and that, that, that core relationship between her and Gina Davis, like you need, I don't know, a contrast. Yeah, right. Like that's what it's all about. It's like they're so different, but they're sisters mm -hmm. anyway, and they get along at the end. Um, so it's an important role. Yeah, I think like reflecting on like this watchback, I felt like like I enjoyed watching it. I think the stakes though feel pretty low in the movie, and it's the World Series, man. Yeah, <laughs> don't I get much higher than that. I found between four teams. Yeah, I found a lot of like the character motivations to be confusing or not there sometimes, which I think is part of the reason that like Laurie. Lori Petty shines here as a sister because she has like a very clear Character motivation art. of like feeling that she doesn't have the limelight, but she's a great player mm -hmm. and like she like it has like a lot of meaning to this character. Right. Yeah. And the rest of the characters I felt generally were kind of confusing. Yeah. I think uh, Tom Hanks had a reasonable arc here, like as the manager, right? That he's this guy that like yeah. is getting the second shot, but he's kind of blowing it. And he comes to gradually see the value in what the team is doing and what yeah. the, his athletes are doing. That was also very startling to see because I don't think I've yeah. ever seen Tom Hanks play this kind of character. Like yeah. he's a bad person. Yeah, he's disgusting. <laughs> yes. I, they, they, yeah. I mean, they straight up call him that he's like spitting, uh, chewing tobacco. The whole on people movie. And yeah. He's <laughs> yeah, drunk the whole time. Yeah. Nonstop. Um, so, and he's like yelling at the girls, but you see him like, because yeah. he, he, he has the famous, you know, like, crying there's no crying in baseball right like that's the line from yeah. this movie and you see him like later on in a similar situation like talk to her like a human being and like hold back his that anger. was such a funny scene because yeah. you can tell he's exerting so much force trying to hold back his rage right right trying to that was so well done <laughs> we're gonna work on getting the pickoff man next season yeah <laughs> okay right like and the, so this movie had a nice like kind of uh comedic Tone to yeah, it. it's it's light. Made everything very fun. Yeah, it's it's easy to watch. It's a very easy movie. Yeah, to watch. what it, did you like this movie, Charles? Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. It was okay. a lot of fun. Yeah, I think that that's a, <laughs> that is yeah. the almost that's universal opinion when it comes to. I think it's own. hard to dislike this movie. I agree. You, yeah, you'd have to go pretty far. So, uh, but in terms of like a film, 
I like I find Gina Davis's character completely baffling. Really? Okay. Uh, Cuz she I doesn't agree. seem to be like I don't I don't understand <laughs> why she quits. Yeah, why she quits. It makes no sense. Why she even joins? Like she well, like she, joins she for her sister. Yes. She loves her sister and wants yeah. her sister to be able to join the league and show off her skills and succeed, but it's the only way to get her sister into the league cuz the attention's on her. No, no, I got all that, but like I don't I don't believe the character. <laughs> I guess yeah. like I don't uh, You don't believe that she cares enough about her sister to do this for her? Yeah, I guess. Oh, okay. No, yeah. that made that part yeah. made sense to me. In terms of like why she leaves when she's the best in the league and making $75 she a week. She clearly like really cares about the league and loves it. Like there's the whole scene about her like trying to find creative ways to get attention for the league yeah. and all that, right? You can tell okay. that she's both really good at it and cares about it succeeding. Yes. Yeah, so I like, think go ahead. My sense was at the end, or the only, like, conclusion I could come to at the end was that, like, for her, like, her duty for... To Bill Pullman. Yeah, to, <laughs> to Bill Pullman and, and through Bill Pullman, like, the country was to, like, leave the workforce and have a family. Okay. And, and yeah, if yeah. that's what the film is trying to say, that is, like, incredibly baffling for it, a movie. It was very... That is supposed to be about women's empowerment. It was so disappointing yeah. to see after... Yeah, like you said, all the all the empowerment they go through throughout the entire film, yeah. breaking the gender roles and all that, and she just I goes like, right back into it. I was like, is Gina Davis the villain of this movie? <laughs> and I think she is, actually. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think, so my read of it is that this is a very liberal feminist film, right? Yeah. So it, like the way that you demonstrate your feminism in A League of Your Own is by going out there and like performing well in the workplace and that it's all about like freedom of choice and that kind of thing and like having all of these options available to you without really critiquing the system at large but just saying like look at I can also do what men do and what men do is participate in capitalism right and so if that is really the driving ideology behind the movie and I think it is it makes perfect sense that one of the choices available is to completely buy into gender roles and quit the successful job that you're great at as soon as your dude shows up from the war and that being a valid option. Who's disabled now? Right, to, yeah, they probably to, need the money, right? Yeah. So they, they almost certainly do. Yeah. Um, so I, that was my read of it. Like I think that that's why they did it the way they did and also to just manufacture drama. But I think that ideologically speaking, that is the move the movie's making. That's which, what I got out of it. Yeah, and which, which is, is like, noxious and awful, but that yeah. is what happens. And for like, I mean, it's not surprising considering the time period of the film, right? Yeah. It's an early 90s movie or coming off the 80s, which is, like, really where this kind of trend in, like, women in capitalism films comes yes. about. So it started by, like, Working Girl and, like, some other nine films to five. from the era. Well, no, 9 to 5 is different, but, yeah. Yeah. Girl. So I, I guess it's better than that because it's, like, those films, if I recall them correctly, are kind of, like, getting into the workplace and then, like, finding a husband in the workplace. Yeah, there's that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is worse. But this is only, like, a little better. Yeah. And yeah. It's a, yeah, so I, ideologically I find this movie, like, nobody's really going to have a problem yeah. with saying, like, yes, women can also do work and women yeah. can do men's work. It's like, okay, yes, that's true. But I feel like that is where this movie stops. And to me, that's very liberal. Yeah, and they don't they don't really engage well with 
the John Lovitz plotline here. So at the beginning of the movie, John Lovitz is the like baseball recruiter. Yeah, Lovitz is great. He's hilarious. He's so funny. He's such a good like character. Perfectly cast actor. Yeah, yeah, because he's a, a creepo dude who's just like coming around to like ogle these women. Yeah, basically to recruit, yeah, recruit, for it. recruit hot babes for like. Their, their baseball their, league. Yeah, their women's baseball league. I, um, my favorite John Lovitz moment yeah. was like at the very end when he's leaving and they're like confused. They're like, oh, John Lovitz, where are you going? You're not going to watch us try out? He's like, no, I have to go give my wife a pickle tickle. Oh, <laughs> God, that's yeah. His, that's yeah. his euphemism for having sex with his wife. Yeah. And I was like, that is oh. the, the least classy way to put that yeah. I can imagine, <laughs> I think. And like that, I think, summed up the character. Um, but the movie like doesn't, really critique that beyond like Lovitz just being like a creepo. Yeah. It's like, oh, he's just like a lovable creepo. Right. That and now he's going to leave. Now he's going to leave. I don't know if I'd like, ever put yeah. lovable in a sentence with him. Oh, but they, they like want him to stay and they're like, oh, you should, you, you've brought us this far and His you've got us out of our small town is in like Oregon. kind of endearing sense. too. Like he's pretty funny. It's, I mean, it's John Lovitz. It's, yeah, he's yeah, a funny guy. Yeah. I just thought he was an asshole the whole time. I mean, he's totally. also that, but, yeah, but he, he's pitched as like a comic relief character, right? I think he's, he's likable. Well, like yeah. it's a funny type of asshole, but he's still an asshole, right? I'm not yeah. going to like him just because he's a funny <laughs> asshole. He's yeah. still but, an asshole. Yeah, I think the the... Well, I think what the movie, well, your reaction is your reaction, and that's valid, but I think what the movie wants, and what the movie is trying to elicit from us is, oh, yeah, he has these foibles, right? He has <laughs> these little quirks that make him, you know, yeah, that you have to kind of laugh off, but you're yeah. still laughing. It makes me sad that, that that would be the real intent, though. Yeah, but I'm, I'm pretty sure it is. I mean, he's, he's on yeah. SNL, like, I believe at, uh, at or around this time mm -hmm. as well, and yes. he's very popular on SNL, too. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I think that that is, that is clearly the intent. Like you're not supposed to hate the the comedy character, right? Um, so yeah, I think that that speaks to some of just the I don't know myopic ideology at play here. It's not thinking beyond the very immediate individual goals of these and benefits to these particular people. Yeah, and they they also do the uh, these sort of like high school rom com character where you have this like kind of schlubby character who yeah. then like they like, oh, they I... like give her a makeover and yeah. then like she finds somebody who's like just like her like the male version of <laughs> yeah. of her and they like connect those two characters and like and that she's not in the movie anymore. Right, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and she's hardly in the movie at yeah, all. They never show yeah. off her incredible batting ability. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah they they set that up like really yeah, hard at the beginning slugger. of the movie. Yeah. Where they're like She's breaking windows and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Instead, it's like the Gina Davis character like consumes her ability, and then like Gina Davis is the like Babe Ruth of the team. She's like, always stealing the spotlight. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, I, I felt bad for that character too, because it was like this like character deserves better. Yeah. And, so yeah, yeah, she just like got shit on for uh, forty five minutes, and yeah. then finds a guy and gets married, and is and is done. I wonder what it's like yeah. to be the actress. I, cast for that I wonder that all the time, like, because I'm sure that it's made very clear to this type of actor that, like, okay, you're in this lane, and, like, yeah. that's the only thing you can occupy. I did look her up on IMDb, and she is, like, still working as an actor, so that's great. good on her for, <laughs> like, putting up with, like, 
bullshit like that. Yeah, it's well, like, I'm sure that the line yeah. that is fed is something. Yeah. Well, A, they use a lot of euphemisms in the casting calls. They say things like, you know, character face and stuff like that. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, and, but I'm sure the line like, is like, we're like Chris going Farley, like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. no. yeah. yeah, that kind of thing. <laughs> and, but the, the line is probably something like, yeah. oh, we're going to make you look worse, right? Like, we're going to costume you and put your and put the makeup on and shoot you in such a way that you look worse than you actually are because you're really a normally a totally attractive normal looking person and i'm sure that's what they pitched to them i don't know if well that's it's true, like I'm the ugly betty show right with everybody yeah. who's gorgeous <laughs> right like, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> i think they like gave her braces or something and it's right. like now she's hideous. yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> right but, but rom-coms like this is the conceit of rom-coms too yes. right where you just have the like "Quote unquote ugly character who like wears glasses. Clueless did this too, right? Yeah, Where they she's just like that. took her glasses off and they were and like, "Oh, actually, she's incredibly yeah. hot because she was like totally hot all the time." Brittany Murphy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly. Um, there is apparently like a four-hour cut of this movie that was what? <laughs> yes, just like a like an actual baseball length. <laughs> yeah, cut just, of it. just yeah. A, it's just one game. game. Yeah, yeah, and so I wonder if there's more of that stuff. In that seems incredibly unnecessary. Well, there's but, a reason that's not what was put in theaters. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sure because like that character's arc is like largely missing from yeah. the film. Yeah, we get the beginning of it, and like that's it. We, we get the like a, a number of arcs here that never really thread up. <laughs> yeah, um, there's the woman who like she has to take her kid on the road, mm -hmm. and again the movie like doesn't critique that at all or like do anything with it. It's just like the kid's just really annoying, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. it's a monster. Yeah. yeah, he is a monstrous child. <laughs> yes. yes. the worst. Um, and when he gets hit by Tom Hanks at the end of the movie, <laughs> yes, it's like, it's right. actually like very satisfying. Because <laughs> yeah. I... Why didn't you do that much earlier? Yeah. yeah. But the only like thread that it pulls together on that storyline is like at the end, you see him like as an adult and he's like, like yeah, a he's librarian a, he's or a something. Yeah. Being, yeah. Right? Selling he's selling insurance. Up. Yeah. That's yeah. what people do. Yeah. Um, that was tragic to see because the mother had died. Oh, yeah, she's old. Well, yeah, but, like, you know. They're all old. There's, yeah, there's yeah. always the tragedy. Yeah. Of old people die. Um, but, but, yeah, that, like, it didn't, again, like, there's there's no, like, critique here. It's just, like, oh, she has to have her kid in the workplace. Right. Because yeah. That, that's it. <laughs> and there's no, and, yeah, yeah, they don't engage with, engage with it. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly right. And um, I, I'm kind of bummed that they, because apparently there was more content here, and you have to assume that there's, some sort of character work in that content. And they cut that, but they keep the stupid framing device. Like, that's what they should have cut. Like, who gives a shit about, oh, she's gonna get inducted in the Hall of Fame or whatever. Just set the story when it's happening. Get rid of the, you know, first 15 minutes and the last 15 minutes. And oh. use that for something. Yeah, I, I felt the same way, like, watching the first 10 minutes. Again, I think it was a movie I've seen on TV a lot, so, like, I didn't I really remember the they first do the few minutes. Private Ryan intro. <laughs> Hol yeah. Holy crap! They're so boring. I was like, "Why is this in this movie at yeah. all?" Because it's like, even then, the character like doesn't want to engage with baseball. <laughs> yeah, right. So she's having a conversation with what we assume is her daughter, and like her daughter's like, "You gotta go," and she's like, "I." Ooh. It's just a thing I did. Yeah, <laughs> one year of my yeah. life. Not even and a it's year. Like, yeah. That seems to be the output of this movie. That like this character doesn't like what happened in this movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is like, I don't know why we're paying attention to this character then other than it's like yeah, Gina Davis true. who's like very physically attractive. Like, 
which is that true. seems to be the point of the movie. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, yeah. to give the movie a little more credit yeah. than that, I think the point is that is the sister relationship, right? Like yeah. that, that's really what the movie's about, and I think that that's what's driving this narrative forward, and that works. Like the relationship between the two of them, I think, really does function as a as a core to this movie that holds it together. Yeah, um, and I, I like that, that about it. Those are the moments when it seems like Gina Davis is like actually acting. Yeah, like when she's interacting with her sister. She feels very wooden outside of that. Um, but yeah. when she's like engaging with her the sister character, it's like, oh, there's like a there's like a lot of conflict. There's like a lot for her to do. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Well, and it because it, it's otherwise not believable that she's good at baseball. <laughs> I mean, or, or incredible. Right, at or that she's yeah. interested in baseball. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think that's the movie at its best because it's yeah. re- it's really is character based drama and it is, and it is mm-hmm. driven by something organic that feels like it's natural to these people as opposed to oh now my kid's here or you know oh I am gonna leave now for no reason and and stuff like that where it's just kind of coming out of nowhere yeah. uh, so I think if the movie had done more stuff like that and found similar character based you know drama for the other people in this ensemble cast it, the, the movie would have been better served yeah yeah well there's also the um i think what's missing is the like the overall arc of this league yeah where we see like in moments right because there's the um there's like the promoter and the guy that's playing wrigley harvey is his name the character and then he has this like his like gm essentially yeah harry sure he plays like all of the ancillary characters on the simpsons uh, no, it's, um... Unless we're talking about different people. No, his name is, uh, Stratham? I think he was on the West uh, Wing. David Strathairn. I don't know how to pronounce that. Okay. I must, I must be thinking of somebody else then. You're talking about the guy that, like, gives him the little speech about how, oh, you need to, you know, pose for the cameras more, and, like, we're not getting that many seats. No, it's David Strathairn. Oh, okay. I must he plays Ira Lowenstein. No. He's, like, the GM. He's the guy who takes the over the league after, Okay, I uh, was confused then. I was under a misapprehension. Um, but I know who you're talking about. Um, yeah, he, uh, hit, um, like, so they have, like, scenes where they're setting up, like, oh, the league's not doing too well at the beginning of the league. Right. Because it's, like, a new thing. And then... Nobody's watching. And then they have this conversation where Harvey is, like, oh, I'm going to cancel the league. And the Strathairn character is, like, oh, I'm going to, like, I'm going to fix it. Yeah. I'll, I'll show you. And he does. But he doesn't seem to do anything, right? Because, well, like, the he, women... He enacts the uh, <laughs> catch a foul ball and you get a kiss policy. Yes, which was which creepy. Which is super gross. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then the women, like, do a split, right, when they're, like, catching a ball. Gina Davis did. Yeah, yeah. Gina Davis did. And she, like, caught a, a behind the back, like, Yeah, apparently, apparently Gina Davis actually did that. Like, they, they like, had a stunt person that, like, attempted it several times and, like, yeah. wasn't able to pull it off. And, like, Gina Davis did it on her first try. Damn. Yeah, I think she's just her character. Yeah, her wiki page says that she's a an archer, which sure. So I guess she has like <laughs> okay. athletic training. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Good yeah. for her. Um, but that also felt lost in the movie because I was like, what did he do? To, <laughs> like, like I couldn't like put my finger on like what it was. Well, that, the the women yeah. saved it. They had the power. I think that that's the message here, right? Is that the yeah the he told them to do a thing. They they can they can fill the seats on their own. Right, just like the Yankees, right? Like that they can they can put butts in the seats. Yeah, um, which is a, a, apparently to some degree true because this league stayed open for twelve years, so that must have been at least partially accurate. Yeah, 
I guess for a sports movie, it's surprisingly not focused on the sport. Like I thought, I had enough focus. Very little. Like, really? Like, I, I thought there was a good amount of baseball in here. There's quite a bit. No, there is totally. But like when we get to the big game, which is usually like the climax of these sports movies, it like was. it is here. But I was just like, I don't really care if they like win or lose. <laughs> like it's not like well, miracle. I knew that right, they were building like, up to some sort of conflict between the main character and her sister. Right? Yeah, they tell they telegraph that crystal like, clear. Yeah, yeah. Also, th speaking of that, there isn't a baseball manager in the world that would keep their pitcher in in the bottom of the ninth with two outs in the world game seven of the World Series. But no way. Back in the day, they like did, you didn't pull like pitchers. I, but they yeah. established that there are pitcher multiple in, pitchers. You mean as the batter? Yeah, no way. Right, like the, that's the worst batter on your team always. <laughs> <laughs> right, it's the, it's oh, yeah, the yeah. bottom of the ninth in the World Series. Yeah, you get a pinch hitter for right. sure. Why yeah. wouldn't they bring in somebody else? Anybody else? She's almost certainly the worst hitter on that team. I mean, other than for the story, like you. Would that well, that's why in narrative, but yeah, um, no way. But <laughs> no when way. she gets replaced in the movie, that like that like happened incredibly rarely in in baseball. Like yeah. relief pitching was not a thing until the right. You'd have like, guys eighties oh, yeah. pitching like, full games and yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you do like you do like three hundred pitches as a pitcher in a game, and now they keep them at like 100. less than hundred. Is yeah. like especially for that fastball throw. It's like right because you'll, you'll yeah. see guys pitch until like the sixth inning, and then they'll have relief pitchers for seven, eight, nine. Yeah, different guys, seven, eight, nine, and, and one for in, each in the major leagues. Yes, yeah, and you'll see people common. will be like pitching like like a no hitter, and they'll pull them. Like uh, you're just like over your pitch count. Like they'll pull people. <laughs> yeah, and it's yeah. A, it's the right move, right? Like that's how you blow your shoulder. Like, yeah, that's totally. how you get hurt. It's the correct thing to do. Um, so that, that seems like a positive development. Um, do you think that Gina Davis dropped the ball on purpose? Gina Davis' character? Uh, that didn't even occur. Really? Yeah. Really? The oh, whole like, time I yeah. thought she was going to throw it so that her sister would win, and I was going to be mad. Yeah. And it seemed convincing enough that she didn't, although I'm worried that she might have. I think it's ambiguous on purpose. And it, I, was definitely, I was definitely thinking about it on per, or when I was watching. Yeah, I was like pleasantly surprised when she walked into the pitcher's mound and actually like gave her pitcher like really good advice yeah. for how to really, really fuck her up. The, the stakes <laughs> felt so low in the game that I was just like it's not... It's the World Series. I was like not concerned at all. With, like, That's as high as the stakes could possibly I, I get in this game. I don't game. think the movie builds the like excitement around this moment. Oh, no, really? Because it's like... They have the whole montage it's, with the newspapers. New pa newspapers are important, right? Right. Yeah, they do do a lot of newspaper montages. They do a lot of montages in general. I started keeping a tally. Yeah. I think there were five. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> montages of various things in this movie. I did. I thought they did, like the sports scenes themselves were actually like really well shot. Like when they're when they first get to Harvey Stadium, <laughs> Rig 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 yes. Field. <laughs> yeah, uh, they. They have this whole montage of like all the players like doing tryouts, mm -hmm. and it's like it's really well shot. Like mm -hmm. they do a very good job of like communicating action, and yeah, like, they had a lot of extras. Yeah, yeah. Also, yeah. I think the montages fit that sort of '40s newsreel feel because yeah. they had a few actual like '40s oh, yeah. style newsreels, and then the montages sort of fit that pretty well thematically. Or yeah, like, well, you have like the announcer with his you know, '40s announcer voice, yeah. doing doing his thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, that that stuff worked for me. But man, there were a lot of montages. I, I there think, were so many. You know, to communicate like a baseball season, right? They like you kind of gotta, but it's a good way to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently, what Penny Marshall, who directed it, did was just have the actors play actual games of baseball and just <laughs> shoot them. That's just like cool. for, so they get general footage of them yeah. playing baseball to That's good. cut together. Yeah, because they're, they're 
they felt pretty believable. That yeah. like because yeah, they were actually yeah. playing. Yeah, that's why. Uh, so and apparently they had they had originally cast the Madonna character as the third base. At, at third base, yeah, um, and they had to move her to outfield because she couldn't field grounders. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, she kept trying over and over, and just like couldn't handle it. So they put her in, a, in the outfield where there wouldn't be any grounders. Um, and I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> so Madonna in this movie, like, is Madonna? She's great. She's like the forties. She's 40s. really good at being herself. <laughs> yes. Yeah, great because like. Her career is like, oh, I'll be like super racy and sexy, and like it'll yeah. push all these boundaries all the way, <laughs> all the way May, right? Yeah. yeah, and that's like exactly what her character does in this movie. Yeah, which I was it's like, a fun persona. It is fun, yeah, and uh, and I like that they, like the director realized that Madonna's in her movie, and they're like, we better have a relatively extended dance sequence for her, <laughs> right? Like they go to that it, whatever the hell sud pit or whatever it is, and <laughs> like she finds random dude to dance with, and it's just like this extensively choreographed thing just like out of nowhere with yeah. a stranger and I'm like alright sure like, multiple strangers yeah let's do it yeah right and I thought that was pretty good like if not at all interested in staying within the realist bounds of the movies <laughs> yeah I liked that I liked her character a lot too just yeah. as like the sort of like unmoored like uh, from the times character right yeah uh, and because it's like her in real life like yes yeah. exactly yeah. and like she's She's from Staten Island, right? And she yeah. like no, that's knows. Rosie O'Donnell's. Oh, I don't know if they're both from Staten Island, but I know Rosie O'Donnell's character was okay. Because yeah, she was the one that they showed up at practice like in their uniforms for their local teams, and her team was the Staten Island Stevedores, <laughs> which what I found to be it's like a dock worker. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, she's also the smoker, right? And she's yeah. like upset that they like can't smoke. Yeah, they can't smoke and no men. Yeah, and they had to go to uh, charm school. Yeah, yeah, which was a. a Apparently true to life, like they actually did have to do that, um, but still an odd choice. Apparently, some of the injuries are real in this movie too. There are like, very few injuries depicted in this. Yeah, movie. but they show the woman who's like all bruised. Oh, she has up, a giant bruise. Yeah, and they're just like that, like happened, and so what? they just like they just like shot that wow. scene. So it wasn't just <laughs> yeah. really good makeup. Okay. Yeah, she like got that because they were wearing the skirts, which like don't protect oh, you. Like, right. Yeah. Right. That is. That's wild. Yeah. That's, that's like a big bruise. That was like her entire yeah. thigh. Yeah. It was, it was a bruise. Yeah. Yeah. Because I remember thinking that while I was watching the movie, is like, no, there's no injury narrative. Because like, usually, in, especially in a team sports movie, you'll have one character, like some important character gets hurt at some point. And yeah. That's a plot point. Right. And Friday Night Lights does that. Friday Night That's uh, like the initiating action of Friday Night Lights. Yeah. And it is just not a present. It's not present here at all. It actually happens twice in Friday Night Lights. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's just it's just not here, and I was surprised by that. I feel like that's yeah. such a natural thing to put in your movie. Angels in the outfield did it. Angels it's the like, <laughs> yeah, because exactly. the character is like blown out his shoulder, and they just need him to like pitch one more. <laughs> one more have you put seen Angels in the Outfield, Charles? I have not. Oh, I've yeah. seen that movie a lot. That was one of the movies I grew, like. I had on VHS when I was a is kid. It Christopher Lloyd is like the angel. Christopher Lloyd's the angel. Yeah, yeah. and Donald I, Glover. I saw a clip yeah. where he was like in someone's soda. I don't remember that, but it might have been this movie. I don't know. I know it was Christopher Lloyd like manifesting himself in someone's drink. Okay, that, I think that, that's the only thing I've seen from that movie. I would believe it. Yeah, that totally sounds yeah. like it's an Angels in the Outfield. Yeah. Right. And it, it, like you have these that movie's so ridiculous. Like it's the like there's a home run coming and it's like like in twenty feet above the fence, like the guy just smashes it and the outfielder is like running after it and then the angel lifts him up invisibly and he <laughs> goes and grabs the yeah. ball. It's like, oh this dude just jumped oh, twenty five feet in the air. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> and caught the ball. It's like, sure, why not? Uh, and everyone's just like, wow, that was a good play. Yeah. <laughs> that was swell. Yeah, exactly. Um, that movie was, that was uh, a hell of a movie. Yeah, they just like nixed the injury. Yeah, I was, I was waiting lot, for it. They had guess, enough so. stuff to deal with. They did. Yeah, but it was it's still. It's a jammed movie where it's like, it was a four hour they're cut. trying to do too much, I think. Yeah. yeah, which yeah. is why it got cut down so much. And I think you see yeah. these threads of like abandoned narratives throughout the movie, which is what, like, like the character that you know can hit the ball out of the park and we never see her again, or like the character with the kid, or that kind of stuff. So we see these little remnants of directions the movie could I have gone. I think a lot of them were there just to add personality to the movie because and it they're, worked. they're characters and. And they were lots of fun to watch, and they kind of gave you the feeling of being very familiar with the team and being more close with them. Um, so it works in that way, even if they don't really have an arc. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I, I think it's, I'd rather have them there than not, right? Like, yeah. I, I think that it was. Like, I just had fun, like, watching them be them and interact yeah. with each other and all that. I hear that. No. I hear that. I, I, I'm saying, like, I would have rather seen more of that. Yeah, of course. Than the stupid bookend stuff or like maybe cut one of the five montages <laughs> and do right. some more yeah. character work. Definitely chop the end and yeah. end beginning yeah, off. Yeah, like, yeah. It, it was pretty clear that, don't even, care the actors, about that. even the yeah. actors didn't want to be there for that. No. No, they were totally disinterested. Um, <laughs> the uh, one place that I thought they were going and they just like give it a few seconds in this film yeah. is a, a, there's like a, a black woman oh, yeah. in the outfield yeah, or like who's like kind of watching strange. the game and they like a ball goes to her and, and they like they make the motion they like you know throw it to me motion right. and she like picks the ball up and she like hucks it like all the way <laughs> to the infield and like she catches it and yeah. it's like but, it, oh, it like man. hurts her hand yeah and then I'm like oh are we gonna like integrate yeah now the thing is just like nope <laughs> We're not going to do that. And no. it, they kind of like longingly stare off to the African American women that yeah. are like, and then just like, and done. And it's like, and we're just going to like that give a so nod weird. to like the white supremacy of of, of, the, of the era yeah. and the segregation. And it's like, they're, they're, it's approached in such a problematic way. There's like so many problematic things about it. Uh, yeah. Obvious tokenism. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> very clear. It's like yeah. where like the people that are making the movie are saying, "Look at, we get it. We know that this was racist, and here's how we're going to indicate that." <laughs> and right. why not like if the character is that good, right? Make her like the the Jackie Robinson, where you see her like in the next scene, like she's in the game now, right? Right. Like, or right. like it, it's already problematic for how it's framed. It's true to the time period, right? Where baseball mm -hmm. and I'm sure this league is segregated, but. Right, or you could have, uh, you could have easily have like a tryout sequence, right? Like she tries out, yeah. she kills it, and the GM comes along and says, "Oh no, we can't have a black girl in our league." Right? At least that's something, right? At least that's yeah. some sort of. Or if you don't want to focus content. on that kind of issue, just don't just include don't it. have it. Yeah, that's yeah. the other way. Yeah, yeah. E exactly. Or and <laughs> yeah, the the other thing that bothered me about it is that she she like she throws it like there's like a cut off woman right and mm -hmm. the, and she's the one that's indicating like throw it to me and she throws it to like the woman way behind her yes. and it's like it kind of gives a nod to like the very racist notion that like black people are like naturally extremely athletic yes and that's how it struck me like because they didn't like do anything with it yeah, and, it, yeah. you look at how they framed Gina Davis being good at baseball yeah and it's that she understands the strategy of it right oh you're supposed to pitch high on this batter Oh, you're supposed well, to they, hit they it. They gave her yeah. the whole, like, you hurt my hand throwing at me thing as well. 
Right, yeah. Don't she's, she but got she's, one of those, too. She's also a thinking person's baseball player, right? Like, she knows that there's, they're going to have a shift uh, in right field, and you should try to hit it there because there's a gap between these two players, right? Like, and she's the catcher who's usually the one that's calling out plays and making these strategic decisions and things like that. You know, I, I, I think that that's important. Like, that's how, that's how the, the white player is good at the game is by being smart about it. It's the white quarterback trope. Right. I mean, they didn't have enough time to really, like, flesh that out, what they really meant. Um, like, I saw it as, like, oh, you know, they're, they're clearly, like, capable enough to be in the league as well, but they're not included because society was very racist at the time. And I thought that's what that was kind of highlighting rather than Right. But to to me, like, when, it's, when she's on screen for that brief of time, that, that's just tokenism, right? Mm -hmm. Like, that's, that's not digging into the issue. That is the filmmaker saying, look at, we get it. And give us credit for that, and now we're going to go back to our all-white movie. It, yeah, and engages in it engages in white feminism like perfectly, right? Yeah. Where it's like we got ours, like all right, we're good. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Moving on, right? We don't we don't like feminisms for us, right? <laughs> and which is the exact like issue with white feminism. Yeah, but, and the movie is yeah. not at all interested in, yeah. <laughs> in any kind of engagement with these ideas. No. So yeah, no, you're so, you're right. So why include this scene then? Right, so Which can, seems to underline the problem with the rest of the movie really well. Yeah, they're just checking boxes. Right. Yeah, that's what it feels like. I even wrote down in my notes, it's like, are they going to break the color barrier? And no. <laughs> I had the same no. thought. I was like, wait, is it, yeah, are they going to, like, integrate now? And, right. like, and, no. and, and the league was not integrated, right? Like, it would be a massive departure from historical fact. And they were yeah. loosely, <laughs> loosely historically yeah. accurate. So. Right, and, that, and, like, Jackie Robinson, it, like, if there were a black woman playing in this league, like, that would be a major historical fact. Yeah, I, more people would know about the league's existence, right, I'm sure, because exactly. I didn't know it existed until this movie. Nobody did, yeah. right, like, until they saw this movie. And so they, they couldn't just say, yeah, you're going to be on our team now, like, mm -hmm. it, unless they're doing something very revisionist. But that's no... So just don't There's still a better it. way to do it, or don't do it. Or, yeah. like, yeah, like, highlight the racism of the time yeah. better, right? Like, I'm sure all these women were super racist, like... Seems pretty likely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like... <laughs> like yeah. But that's not the movie. They also... That also drew, like, underlined to me the fact that they don't engage with the war aspect of this at all, other than yeah. just to put, like, sailors in the seats, like, <laughs> yeah. and, and the Bill Pullman character, obviously, right, but, like... Dinked up his leg. Well, like, one of yeah. the one of the characters' husbands is dead. Right, the character we, we know nothing war. about, right? Like, I yeah. was, I was she, watching... And two well, seconds the only thing is that she has a husband at war. And exactly, exactly. And two seconds later, it's like, and we're not going to come back to this ever again. Like, right. Yeah. And, that, like, I, and you have Tom Hanks... Moving like, on to the game. Like You have yeah. Tom Hanks walking through the locker room, and like the camera is like, he's walking past people, and they look relieved, and then the yeah. camera settles on Gina Davis, an anonymous person that we don't know anything about, and it's like, okay, <laughs> where what, what direction yeah. is this movie going? And it's the anonymous person that we don't know anything about. Also, they cast Bill Pullman as her husband. They're not yeah. going to just have Surprise. him be a photo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So it, it, that again, felt like it felt like it was just checking off a box. The other place I thought they might go, because again, like I don't remember like all of this movie, was so Bill Pullman kind of shows up right after that. Yes, because uh, <laughs> they're like weirdly timed. Yeah, yeah, very, very unfortunately timed, after. right? <laughs> yeah, um, and. He is, it's almost like too good to be true, right? Where he's like, he's back, he got injured, like everybody in his unit died, but like he's, he's fine. And yeah. it's like the one character, or two, one of two characters that we care about is her husband, 
right? It it seems almost like it's so good to be true that like oh it's actually just like imaginary and she's like dreaming that Bill uh-huh. Pullman is there. Yeah. But the movies, but this movie's just like no, it's like he's actually there. Right? Yeah. Like, there. Everything's he fine for her. He yeah. Like, <laughs> Sheena Davis doing good. Yeah. Everything works <laughs> out for her. It sucks for everybody else, but like. You, you like her, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I also really uh, hated that they had her, like, pretend to leave, essentially, and then come yeah. back for game seven. Like, you knew she's not gone. Yeah, that's, There's no way they're going to keep her out of the movie for the yeah. climactic moments. That was just so cheap. J- Charles yeah. and I went to a concert recently, yeah. and like all concerts, they did the, like, oh, it's over. But not really. But not really. We came back and <laughs> did We're going to make you cheer for a few like, minutes before I, we come back. I don't. I know that it's like we're just used to this now, but yeah. it's like I don't get why we do this. Like, just just play that. Just play your set. Just play your set. Like, if you need a break, cool. Like, you know, take a break. But yeah, I don't that's what it. it felt like to me. Where it was like it was the encore of the movie. <laughs> where like, yeah, I, I want, yeah, yeah, I wonder what the the history of that is because there was a time when encores were a thing that happened occasionally, right? Where like if you do cheer enough. They'll come back, and if you don't, they just don't come back. Yeah. So now it's like assume. It's like, right now, yeah. it's just part of the set, yeah. and like so much so that bands will just like have it on their set list. They'll just be like a line part where it, they yeah. have the break, and then yeah. it's like here's the. I do encore. notice the crowd seem to be more lively after the encore, though. It's like they appreciate that the band returned. Uh, yeah, people are buying into the the shtick. Yeah, and you so know. I mean, it's a real thing, I guess. But I just find it annoying because I, I I want them to play the music. I don't want to wait for them to come back up. You know. Right. Yeah, it's like the self spoiler of like the concert, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah ruin the, the momentum for this. <laughs> so, just like they did in the movie, bringing it back. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. So, I, I felt like a lot of the writing in this movie is like really questionable. It just seemed to like we have a lot of ideas, and we're just gonna like make them all stick and not engage with enough of this deeply where it could go like interesting places. Yeah, and I, I wonder so, how much of that is an editing problem because there was so much cut. From this movie, like no know, knowing that there, there's a four-hour cut of this movie, like yeah, that's bonkers. That's yeah, like, like that colors my view of this film. That's yeah. a yeah. lot of money that you're spending to not put on screen. Yeah, like yeah, exactly. So I, I wonder if it's a writing problem or if it's a post-production problem, like well after the script has been shot. It's got to be a writing problem because that's like way overshooting a movie. Mm-hmm. Like, that's enough for a sequel to, like, yeah. come out. Like, well, there was a yeah. very short-lived TV series. There was. With yes. some of the actors in the movie. Yeah, not many, yeah. but yeah. a couple. Some. Um, and not Tina Davis. <laughs> apparently, uh, Amazon is reviving that idea, and they are making a new League of Their Own TV series that was announced a couple months ago. Yeah, that is, Amazon's making it. I mean, it could be good, because, like, it's, one thing that's challenging about baseball is, there's so much baseball, so to, like to <laughs> yeah. sum it up in a single movie is yeah. like you have to like do all these montages. To like, yeah. Moneyball has like a similar issue where they're just like, and they got better. And, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Chris, Chris Pratt. There's like a yeah. weird like pivot in Moneyball where it's yeah. just like, and they're good now. Like, <laughs> yeah. oh. It worked. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I've always thought that. Um, that sports narratives are well suited to television for that reason, right? Yeah. Like, Friday Night Lights is a fantastic show. And part of it is that you do get to see the progress of these characters. You follow it like an actual sports season. Yeah, exactly. You really do, and it and it it, it makes sense narratively. It makes it like they, there's built-in drama in sports, which is why people watch it in the first place. That makes sense in a narrative and yeah. can complement other character drama. And yeah, so it, it kind of makes sense for it. I'm surprised there isn't more 
sports television. Yeah, or you got to tighten it up to like one specific event or one the specific character yeah. interaction or something yeah. like that. Yeah, I agree. Because like the the take on sports movies is like you do this season, like the season is the story, right? And yeah, that that's probably ripe for like a fresher take. Well, that's yeah. why that's why so many of the best sports movies I think are boxing movies. Right, you look at. I mean, we didn't like Rocky that much, but it's popular. Yeah. Uh, but Raging Bull, uh, Creed. You know, uh, I like Cinderella Man. People remember that movie. Yeah. Um, and I think what you see is it's hyper focused on one guy. It's an individual sport, right? And it, there's a natural progression in he's working, working, and getting better and better. And then here's this climactic event, and it's naturally dramatic because one person has to lose and one person one has fight. to yeah. win, and that is what it is, right? Or um, have you seen? What's the movie? Snake Eyes, I think it is. It's a Nick Cage Nick movie. Cage. I have not seen it, but I'm aware of it. So it's, it's a gambling so, movie, right? I might be thinking of the wrong Nick Cage movie, but it, <laughs> there's a Vegas Nick Cage movie, okay. shocker. Leaving Las Vegas? Uh, where it starts at a boxing match. Okay. And there's this like single take, like 16 minute scene where it's Nick Cage just like walking around the boxing match sure. and all this stuff happens and then there's like there's an assassination at the match Whoa. and cool. it is so engaging like there's so much going on <laughs> and it's so well like choreographed and acted okay and I've, I've not seen this one. the rest of the movie is like garbage but there's like <laughs> this the incredible the setup to the movie is like really incredible and it's so engaging because it's just like this single match and these like Things happening around the match and around the stadium. Okay, I don't yeah, know what this it's, is. It's like done really well. It might be Snake uh, Eyes because I have no idea, but that would make sense. It's, it's like a Vegas movie, Snake Eyes. You're rolling dice, right? Yeah. 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 It's like a gambling term. Um, um, so, so how's this one stack up to other sports movies? Because a lot of people would think we'll probably cite this as their favorite, right? Yeah. I mean, because for me, when I think of my favorite sports movies, I think of Rush. I like that movie a lot. I wanted to bring that one up, actually. Because yeah. I think that... I don't I don't feel like I've watched that many sports movies, and so that would probably be my favorite. That's a good pick. Um, the movie's great. Yeah, it's great. I'm also biased because I'm a huge F1 fan, but uh, it's it was, like the it was only good just F1 as movie. a movie, too. Yeah, because I don't give a shit about own. cars. Yeah. And I thought that movie was great. Have you seen Rush? I haven't. I've heard it's incredible, though. Yeah, I really, really yeah. liked it. Um, so I, I, that one and Creed, I think, are probably my favorite sports movies. Yeah, I think Rush succeeded. I mean, it's a real story, but it's more like a single season sort of deal. And uh, yeah, and I guess racing is also something that's more cinematically easy to convey. Well, because there's so much energy to it. There's so much motion. Yeah. It's kind of literally moving forward all the time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, I, I like that movie a lot. Um, but I think there's plenty of people that would cite League of Their Own as their favorite sports movie. I think this movie's very popular. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of like things to like in this movie. Like, I've been pretty down on it, but I, I think it's still like a very engaging movie. Yeah, it, in a sense, it's greater than the sum of its parts. Right? Yeah, like, there's a lot of charm. That's to this a movie, good way to right? sum it up. Because if you I look think. at like the individual components here, there's a lot of problems, which we've discussed. <laughs> but yeah. I think that's that why I just say it's a fun movie. It's yeah. fun. It's an entertaining time. Uh, it's a little shallow, but otherwise, like, it fits. It fits together, right? Like, but it, it's also like it is radical in that like it's a like it's a women's sports movie. Yeah. 
There aren't many. There's so, so few. There's like yeah. this in the cheerleading movies. Uh, and Bandit, <laughs> Bandit Lake Beckham. And Bandit Lake Beckham, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but other than that, man, like, you, you're right. There aren't it is slim pickings. Yeah. I guess it yeah. did make me wonder why there isn't a women's baseball league. Is there just not enough like viewership interest? Because they do have like women's basketball and women's soccer. Why couldn't there be women's baseball? Like no It idea. seems like that's the sport... Maybe I'm just shitting on baseball too much, but it seems like the sport <laughs> where there'd be the least discrepancy between like male and female athletic prowess. I have no uh, idea. I think um, women's soccer has like really led the way, just because yeah. the U.S. has actually made like an investment in women's. Like, it's at a collegiate level. There's a huge investment in women's soccer, and that's led to there being like a really good U.S. women's team. Mm -hmm. And the high school level. And that is not the same in most women's sports. Mm -hmm. Like the level of investment in basketball is pretty good because that's a popular sport, and then we have a professional league because of that. Yeah. And beyond those two sports, I think it's pretty slim. Yeah, well, I, I just figured uh, baseball is a very popular sport in America. Yeah, well, and women see, play it's softball. I don't know the origins of softball or why it exists, other than it's probably a sexist <laughs> reason. <laughs> yes. Um, but I think this movie does a good job of like underlining why. It, women should just play baseball, but now it's, it's out, of, out of tradition, it's softball, I guess. But, yeah, so I, that's yeah. probably why, is because you have yeah. women growing up playing softball rather than baseball. Oh, women's tennis is also very popular. Well, yeah, because yeah. of Serena. Yeah, because of, <laughs> of the, Vena, the Williams sisters. Yeah. But it was popular before that. Yes, like, yes. I mean, cause, and mm. also because the American men's tennis is at a deer. Like, there, <laughs> there just isn't anyone that is competing with Rafa or Federer or, well, Djokovic. A few yeah, ago. I think what we see though is just like so much money gets sucked up into football that there's like not a good investment in other sports and women's sports in particular suffer, and that's that would be my assumption as to why. I think that's clearly true, especially yeah. the football part. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, education itself is suffering because of that. <laughs> but yeah. Yes, yes, we're all suffering. Um, anyway, any any closing thoughts on uh, on League of Their Own? I think I've said it all. It's a fun time. Yeah, it is a Don't fun look time. For more I, than that, I think it was good to rewatch and recognize like the issues with the film because I think people are like overly effusive for this film, whereas I think it's just like fine. You do get <laughs> yeah. kind of attached yeah. to your memory of it. It's the same issue yeah. we had with like Tombstone. Yes, yes, that, that is actually film. a very good comparison. Yeah, yeah, and Rocky. Um, yeah, there's a, yeah, there's a few of them. Uh, I, I hesitate to knock it too much because I know this movie is very important to women viewers in particular. Some of them. In particular, it's female director when there's so few female directors. Fe yeah, female director who yeah, was in the in early Le 90s. Yeah, yeah, yeah who was yeah. in Laverne and Shirley and also directed Big, apparently. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so I has I don't want to knock it that much because I, I realize I come at this from a perspective of someone. If if I want to watch a move a sports movie with a bunch of people that look like me, there are many options. Like I can, <laughs> I can yeah. go do that pretty easily. Um, so I understand the value and the 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 importance of this movie, and it is I think just a fun movie. I actually like Gina Davis in it. I think that she's better than you give her credit for. Um, but yeah, Tom Hanks is fun, and the poor relationship works. I like this movie. I think it's good. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah, Lori Lori Petty was a highlight. <clears throat> yes, for me, I think she's great. I think it's too bad she doesn't in more stuff. But yeah, yeah, I didn't look at her career to see what she's been doing since this. But I think it's kind of trailed off. But uh -huh. maybe she yeah. retired. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, I, I kind of want to watch Tank Girl though. To like, I've never seen now. it. Yeah, same. Yeah, I'm aware of it. I've and it's a 
apparently a really kooky film. So it's the, that's what the box art suggests because yeah. I remember that very clearly. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I don't know what this is. Um, All right. And anyways, we will be back in a moment for things we have seen. Uh, stay tuned. Right. And we're back with things we've seen. Uh, Wilson, you're up first this week. Okay. Um, well, I, w I felt pretty lucky this week. I was going to see Solo yesterday, but when I was looking for tickets, I saw that a uh, long ago sold out viewing of Speed Racer at the Alamo had an open ticket. Somebody refunded their ticket. So I snapped that up and I saw Speed Racer on the big screen last night. Um, I don't know. It's a it, much maligned it's movie. It's phenomenal. It yeah. is so good. Have you, have you seen it? I haven't. It, I have not seen it, okay, but I'm it, curious. It's on Netflix, so nobody has any excuse anymore. <laughs> um, this was like, a, it's been getting some revival screenings recently because it's the 10-year anniversary. It came out in 2008. Hmm. Um, the premise of the story is very straightforward, right? You have the Speed Racer character. His brother was the racer before him. He died in a car crash, tragically. The kid's following in his brother's footsteps. He's, he's going to be recruited by the big conglomerate racing company, but he wants to stick with his dad's like out of their garage racing company, and there's a conflict between then the small operation and the large corporation that wants to take him over. It is, if anybody's seen any screenshots of it, you probably have a pretty good idea of the look of this movie, and that's part of the draw. It is amazing to look at, especially on a big screen. It's very colorful. These cars are moving. It's very propulsive. It's fast. It looks like somebody just tried to shoot an anime live action but like in a way that is cheesy in a good way and like extravagant and super over the top in a very effective, purposeful way. Uh, the movie also is a very obvious metaphor for creativity and creating art in that, in the most clear sense, you have this corporation trying to force the creative, explosive new talent into this small mold here and he is breaking out of that in specific ways uh, and it articulates that really well and in a way that is endearing and heartwarming uh, John Goodman plays the dad character um, in really one of his more endearing roles um, and heartwarming roles that we've seen him in period I'd seen this movie once before uh, a couple of years ago and I didn't expect the reaction I had to it this time because um, I'm, I'm going to spoil a uh, medium-sized part of this movie because it's 10 years old and the statute of limitations has passed. Um, so one of the major plot points is that once the brother character has died on, on the race, the dad just like can't interact with cars anymore for like a year. He's just completely depressed. And what gets him out of his depression is that late at night he starts watching an old race of their, one of their favorite racers. The younger son that is still alive joins him. They see their favorite guy win the race and it's like this bonding moment for the two women. It's pitched is like very important to these characters. It turns out that that race was fixed, right? <laughs> <laughs> they, that the, the, the two, the guy that won the race was like scheduled to win that race way before it happened. He was a racer for this big conglomerate that's trying to recruit the kid and the other guy that was working for this company like took out, at the beginning of the race, took out this big competition so that he, he won, right? And the, the, Everybody's in on it. It made me think about the NFL, right? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what that reminded me of, was the NFL. Because I had I grew up in a football household. Everyone's a big Packer fan, right? And I have many, many memories growing up of watching football and enjoying football, and that being a you know, moment of togetherness. 
and we now know that the NFL is an evil organization, really. Like, there's no other word for it. The NFL is vile. And this movie raises this idea of how important the legitimacy of your memories are, right? And whether what is important is that what you felt at the time or whether or not what you're feeling is validated by later information or later perspectives. And that is precisely what I've been thinking about with the NFL lately and their most recent codified racism. Um, and I didn't expect the movie to bring me there, but mm. it did. Uh, so yeah, I can't really recommend Speed Racer highly enough. I think it is a phenomenal movie. I think it's gorgeous to look at. It's a Wachowski film, right? Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. and very clearly. Like th those two tell their stories, tell really, tell really clear stories very strangely. <laughs> right, <laughs> and I think yes. that, that is what we have seen. We, you see that in The Matrix. You see it in Speed Racer. Uh, you see it in Cloud Atlas. Like they have, they approach these narratives that are really just telling very classic stories about like stick together with your family, try really hard, be true to who you are, and they take these very corny ideas and pitch them at you in super unconventional, unexpected ways, and it makes them hit all the harder and I think makes the truth of them all the more clear because you don't expect it. Uh, and so I think they're brilliant. Um, have you got, either of you seen Cloud Atlas? No. I've seen parts of it. Okay, Cloud Atlas is also great and grossly unfairly maligned. Uh, I feel like that out. one was extremely divisive. It was ex extremely divisive. Um, I think I got something different out of it because I read the book. The book's real good too. Okay. Um, but they, they also had a show on Netflix since 8. Yeah, I watched the first episode of that, and it, did, it was eight. Yeah. <laughs> I watched the first episode and a half of that, and it did not stick. I feel like I want to return to it. Yeah, I, um, I gave it a good try, too. And I was just like, they did do Jupiter Ascending, yeah. which was definitely not a good movie. Okay, which well, I haven't seen. But that's what people said about Speed Racer and Cloud Atlas. So I'm, I mean, go watch yeah, it, but I, I'm fairly certain that'll be confirmed. There, <laughs> there's, like, some good stuff to look at in that movie, but it, was it, a pretty is, movie. it is nonsense. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I watched yeah. it for the art direction, <clears> and I got that. But the rest of it I liked Eddie Redmayne's performance in it. Yeah. But he's like he, he was having fun. He's on like eleven, and everybody else yeah. is like just collecting a paycheck. <laughs> okay, well that's yeah. not yeah. Speed Racer because this yeah. entire movie is on eleven. Like <laughs> it's it's just big and colorful and fast. And <clears throat> I think it's getting some revival screening. So if you can see it in a theater, go do it. But otherwise, it's on Netflix. Go check it out. It's super fucking good. Speed Racer. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, what do you guys see, Charles? What do you see? Anything good? Yeah, uh, so I saw Solo. The one I skipped? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, so we get to cover them both today. Uh, and so <laughs> if you asked me 10 years ago, or if you told me 10 years ago that I that a new Star Wars movie would be coming out and that I wouldn't feel that excited for it, <laughs> I, would, I would not believe you but. at all. Um, but I wasn't for this one. I just, I just couldn't get myself to be as excited about this as I was about, like... Uh, a main trilogy film, or even Rogue One, like I had a lot of excitement for it back then. I don't know why, because like I love Han Solo, I love all the characters in this one, and in theory, it's just got everything uh, I need to be like super pumped up for it, uh, and it just wasn't really on the radar for me. I don't know, but anyway, actually watching the movie, I quite enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun, and uh, it probably helped that I went in without any real expectations for it. I didn't expect it to be good. Uh, and I was pleasantly surprised that I just it was just a really fun movie. Uh, it had some really great art design. I really like the look of this movie. Some people complain that it's a little muddy, but I like how gritty it is. 
Um, it's very Star Wars, right? Right, but yeah. even more gritty than like typical Star Wars. Um, and yeah, I love the art design. There's lots of cool like ships, and the, there's like the train. Um, there's some scenes of like the Empire actually at war, which was interesting. So there was more world building in this than in many of the previous or recent Star Wars films, which was interesting as well. You get to actually see what the Empire is doing in the galaxy. There's brief clips of that. It's not too much, but it was interesting to see some of that. Uh, just a bunch of really, really fun action scenes. Um, let's see. Uh, Alden Ehrenreich does a really good job portraying Han Solo. People weren't confident that he could do it, and I don't know if they showed that much of it in the trailers. It didn't look that great in the trailers yet, um, but his performance was pretty good. Um, yeah, those people had not seen Hail Caesar. Exactly. <laughs> yes. I, I had seen it, and I was convinced that he could do the job, and he does a good job at um, portraying Han Solo's kind of character, some of his quirks. Um, so yeah, he all was, in all, yep. he was the lead in that vampire movie that I talked about a few weeks ago. Oh yeah, oh god, or really? The witch character. Yeah, he's like the lead like heartthrob guy in it. Oh, he, interesting. He plays like a southern. Was he good in it? Guy. No, he's terrible. Was anybody good in that movie? <laughs> um, no. Okay, <laughs> okay, fair. Michael oh. Michael Ironside is like Irons, Jeremy Irons. I don't know who you're talking about. Those Jeremy. are both people. <laughs> yeah, which, Those one? Are both which one? I think it's Jeremy Irons. Uh, He's in it. He does okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. How yeah. is how is Amelia Clark in Solo? Because um, I generally am I think kind she was of, pretty good. I'm generally down on Clark, but you're, yeah. you liked her. I think she was fine. Um, yeah, I think she did a pretty good job. Okay. I, I just remember her being really bad in Terminator, and she wasn't and bad in this one. Bad in Game of Thrones too. Yeah, I don't watch Game of Thrones, so I can't yeah. tell. But uh, yeah. yeah, she she didn't seem to be bad in this one. Um, yeah, so the, I did have some issues with the movie. Obviously, it's not perfect, um, but uh, like I had some issues with Han's characterization in the movie. Uh, I don't mean like Alden's portrayal of him. I mean the decisions he makes and stuff. So they make him to be too much of a good guy in this oh, one, okay. which I was. I mean, I, I guess I wasn't really afraid that they would do because I wasn't really thinking about the movie, but. Um, <laughs> So when you meet him in episode four, he's this very profit-minded uh, scoundrel of a guy, right. and you're not sure if you can trust him. Um, and he like leaves the rebellion for dead and has this change of heart at the end, right? Sure. But in this one, you don't really tell that he's that guy who would have to have that change of heart. He just seems like the guy who you know would do the right thing all the time, which feels like it kind of cheapens his character turn in episode four. You want to see more of him being that kind of callous selfish guy here, but he isn't that guy, and that was very disappointing to see. Uh, now, there's some of that meta aspect of everybody loving Han Solo, so you don't want to make him this kind of guy that you would sort of hate, because you would hate him if he was like that. Um, so, I don't know, they, they kind of got themselves into a corner with that. I don't know if you could really get him out of that. Um, so, I had issues with him being portrayed that way. I wonder if you could make it like a fall from grace story, where like he starts as the good guy, but then like through circumstances or whatever, through events that happen to him, See, he becomes more selfish as the I movie goes on. I think that's what they were intending to do, but they didn't show enough of him at the end of the movie, after the events of the movie, uh, to really convince me that that's what they were actually doing or that they succeeded in doing that. I think, they, I think that's what they were trying to do. I bet that was the Lord and Miller plan. Right, because those are the directors that got fired. They did the yeah. Lego movie. Like they're thoughtful, intelligent directors. Yeah, and I bet that that is where they were going. Yeah, so the movie's movie. fresh enough that I can't really spoil some of the twists or like plot points of it. 
Um, but there were some aspects of it that surprised me uh, towards the end, I guess. Han and Chewie finally kiss? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, also, <laughs> there were a lot of side characters in this movie that I quite liked, but that had way too short of screen time. And so I was disappointed that they um, were kind of wasted in that regard. Uh, like, I liked the new droid. I liked uh, Tandy Newton's character. Uh, I liked one of the other characters that's revealed later. Um, but you only see them for a few minutes at a time, mm -hmm. and I thought that was disappointing. I wanted more of them. They're saving something for Solo too. This is why well, they need a... <laughs> This is why they need an I anthology guess. movie, like they did with the books, right? They had all mm -hmm. these anthology books that were like Tales from yeah. Jabba's Palace or Tales from Mos sure. Eisley, and it was just like, all the stories were like interwoven around events, but it was like of all the like side characters, and they were like really interesting like yeah, well stories. The, they're making the TV. That sounds like it'd be suitable for TV, right? And they're making this Star Wars yeah. TV show now. Right? Yeah, I, I mean, people are talking about how you could also have like a moment, and then like yeah. like have things happen around that. There, there have been movies that have done stuff like that. So people are talking about how they announce, or there's rumors of an Obi-Wan movie coming up. For years. And I'm pretty sure they've like confirmed a Boba Fett movie coming up. Yes. And so people are thinking that maybe they could somehow relate these movies to each other by you know, giving subtle references to each other or maybe having a more direct like throughput plot line. I don't know if they're actually gonna do that, but it is a possible thing that they could do. I don't give a shit about Boba Fett. Like, I, don't yeah, really. I don't understand why that's a thing. Like, yeah, just like the he least. was introduced in the Star Wars Christmas special. Yes, this I know. First time as, on screen as an animated figure, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah that thing's hilarious. Sell cereal. Yeah. I like Boba Fett. He's got a sweet color scheme. He does have that. Yep. No. And he's the only guy who caught Han also, Solo. Aren't the Obi Wan movies Hayden Christensen or no? Obi Wan was uh, Ewan McGregor. Yeah. Don't, have we done that already? Oh, yeah. 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 He's not the main character of that trilogy, but he it's, is yeah. like a he's a major character. Yeah, it's just going to be Ian I McGregor. don't feel like I need more of that. Oh, Ian McGregor in a desert for, for two <laughs> yeah. and a half hours. Just wandering yeah. around. Yeah, just hanging out. Just like killing Jawas. Exactly. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they would show him like in the Clone Wars. Drinking at Him Isley. being trained by Qui-Gon Jinn. I don't know. There's stuff they could do. But yeah, I, I, I might have the same issue as Solo with being interested in these movies. But like I'll still watch Thor, them. The Dark Planet <laughs> like episode, <laughs> exactly. which yeah. is what Star Wars is turning into anyway. Yeah. So. Uh, did you see anything, Grossman? Anything good? Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> I did see something. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I watched a 1984 movie called Bo uh, Body Rock, uh, <laughs> which is a breakdancing film. Uh, <laughs> From the early 80s. Well, uh, why did you watch Body Rock? Because uh, I listened to a podcast called How This Get Made, and yes, it was do. the movie of the week. Got it. Okay. Uh, yeah. Body Rock um, is centered around what is essentially the villain of the movie. Um, so he, there's this dude, and he's a part of a graffiti crew. Okay. And they're also a breakdancing crew. <laughs> Uh, they drop the graffiti, graffiti part really quickly, um, <laughs> and they're trying to like go professional. It's unclear what it means to like go professional in this they're, world they're of 80s New York. Yeah. <laughs> um, but his, so they, they like they have a concert and they like they rap and they like do a bunch of break dancing, <laughs> and he's like clearly the worst one. But this like agent guy that they got to come to the concert, he like hires just him and like <laughs> like uh, not his crew and then because he's like 
starting this like new club that he's like going to headline at. So they like get just this guy. Club? Yeah. Okay. So then he has like a bit of a fall from grace. He like falls in with the wrong crowd, and then eventually he gets like fired by this like evil club guy. <laughs> um, but at the moment that he's fired, his crew like comes into the club and they just like take it, take it over, and the crowd gets like really into the the real crew. Right. And then the movie's over. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, That's the whole thing? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it was one of these movies that was like very much trying to tap into the like zeitgeist of the moment. Sure. Um, but like didn't really know how to like tell the story around the right character. Because um, there is like some amazing breakdancing in this movie. Um, but that is not who we're focused on. <laughs> um, and yeah, I don't know. The movie like didn't really know what to do with itself. Um, it's it's only available on YouTube. You can watch it for free. I'm not going to do that. There's no record of this movie otherwise, <laughs> apparently. You can't get it on DVD or, like, stream it on any service. Um, yeah, definitely not going it, to. It's an interesting, it. like, time capsule for, like, this, like, second in time mm -hmm. where, like, all these ideas came together, like, really poorly into this movie. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so that's what I watch. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm going to... Take your advice and skip it. Yeah, skip body it's not, not good. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, my pick. Your pick. Okay. Yeah. So I feel like we've been watching a lot of like relatively mainstream movies that are easy to understand, and so I want to pick a indie film that doesn't make any sense. Uh, so we're going to watch Brazil, um, which I've been looking forward to rewatching recently. Uh, so thank you for listening, everybody. Um, if you like the show, please please tell folks about it. Please share it on appropriate social media. And join us next week for Brazil.